Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Crazy Insurance Lady Breaks It All Down For You, the podcast that turns complicated insurance jargon and procedure into easy-to-understand language. I am the crazy insurance lady herself, Gay Glenn. I'm a licensed insurance agent in all lines of personal insurance in more than 21 states, and I am the creator, producer, and host of this podcast, Crazy Insurance Lady Breaks It All Down For You. I explain all kinds of insurance coverages, how they work, and how you can make them work best for you. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. I'm glad you found us. And shout out to the folks that let me help them this week find their perfect coverage. There are eight of you. I hope and trust that you are and will remain satisfied with the help I provided to you then and continue to provide via this podcast now. Welcome. Every episode, I remind us of just why insurance can be an important part of your life, a treasured member of your family even. Insurance itself, remember, is a tool that is meant to make sure that if your worst day happens, and it's always unexpected, right, you will not lose everything you own and have to start over, sometimes literally with just the shirt on your back. You can provide for yourself money, cash money, to help replace those items that are lost and recover your life. Today, we'll try to demystify the process of how somebody actually gets an insurance policy, any kind of insurance policy, whether you need it for your car, your home, you're doing a gender reveal party at the park, and you have to have liability coverage for that community room that you are renting, whether it's medical or dental, any kind of policy, we'll talk about how that policy goes from not even existing to being protection that is now part of of your life. There is a process that occurs from the time you place your first phone call to someone or you click on that link as you're looking for a policy until you actually have purchased the particular policy you're looking for. We'll go through that process and you'll learn valuable information about how the system generally works and further what you can expect from each of the players in this game, and also what is expected of you as the client asking for our services. Let's say that you walk into an insurance agency office or go online looking for a quote. The first person you're probably going to talk to, if you talk to anyone at all, is a customer service representative, also called customer service. But you're probably going to first talk to customer service, whose job it is to gather your information so that the agent will get, right off the bat, as full a picture of what you're looking for as possible. Your job is to tell them all that you are looking for and why. We're not trying to be nosy, but as much information as you are willing to share, the customer service rep gathers all of that and then passes that information in a nice little packet to the actual agent. So before you actually talk to an agent, you'll talk to a customer service rep or someone like that, someone not the agent. But they are incredibly important. They also handle all the policy issues, problems that might come up while someone is trying to get a policy or even after the policy has been issued. They are the ones calling you when you're late with the payment, trying to help you keep your policy I hear people say all the time, my insurance company, man, even I'm late one day with my payment, they come calling me, bugging me about it. 
au contraire, mon frère, you got it all wrong. We presume, since you went to all the trouble to finally, finally get insurance, in some cases people wait years to finally put a safety net in place, but since you did go to all that trouble, we think you might want to actually keep the policy. They're trying to help you. If no one called about a missed payment, then you'd be like, how come you never called me? So really, the poor customer service rep, they can't win. But they are on your side. We all are. So yes, they are very important. If you develop a problem with your policy, it is the customer service rep that will personally help you, not some machine, a real life person. So the first step in this process is likely talking to the customer service rep. By the way, those calls about late payments, those are courtesy calls, and not every agent or agency provides notices when your payment is late. We are not obligated to do that. So if you think you're being bugged, consider yourself in the hands of a very good agent. After you've provided the necessary information, what you need, how much you think will cover that need, and what your budget for all of that might be, then you will likely talk to the agent. An agent is someone who has studied very specific insurance-related courses and has passed a state licensing exam, and even before the exam, the agent has been fingerprinted and background checked. So if someone represents themselves to you as an agent, that's the least amount of training they have. And we all have an insurance license number. If someone is talking to you and they call themselves an agent and you ask them for their number, they are required to give it to you. I would suggest that if you get any pushback at all when you ask for their full name and license number and or they refuse to tell you their full name and or license number, you may want to get as far away from that person as possible. Hang up, leave the office, because... If you are dealing with a legitimate agent and you ask them for their name and insurance license number, they should give it to you without any question or delay. In essence, when I provide that information to you, the unspoken part of my action says, go ahead, look me up. I got nothing to hide. I am legitimate. An insurance agent's job is to help you find the correct type of insurance for what you tell us you need, period. If I am your agent, I am only interested in your circumstances and what you say you need. And when I get that information, I go to work figuring out what kind of insurance works best for what you need and which of any options you have available to you will be the least expensive. That's our job. Doesn't matter the kind of insurance. Tell us what you need, and we will look for what best fits for what you need. We do not charge a fee to help you. If we are the ones who find a policy you are pleased with and you decide to actually purchase it, then the insurance company whose policy you just bought pays the agent, not you. The agent gets a commission, usually some percentage of what the policy cost is. Free service to you. It's in our best interest as an agent to present you with the best and least expensive option. Otherwise, you'll just scoff at us and go somewhere else until you find someone who does find what you're looking for. 
Therefore, it does us no good, financially speaking, to show you a policy that's hella expensive and doesn't even have what you need because there are tons of other agents out there who will find you what you want. Bottom line, your agent doesn't charge you to help you, so use them. Let them help you find what you are looking for. You will save time and money. Depending upon the type of policy, the looking can be easier or more complicated. The agent has systems to help them find which companies will offer you a policy and then decide which of those options you have would be the least expensive for you. When we've found our best and lowest cost policy, we present that to you. You ask any questions you might have about that particular policy. We make adjustments to that policy based on your feedback and show you the final policy once that's all done. Once all of that happens and you have our best selection for you in front of you, our work is essentially done. Now the ball is in your court. You can either accept or reject the proposed policy. Hopefully, all this time, you have been working together with your agent, asking questions, making sure you understand what kinds of protections you have, how all of it works, etc. If you accept the policy, great. Now, your work is done, too, and you can cross this task off of your to-do list and sleep like a baby tonight with your thumb in your mouth and your butt in the air. If you accept the policy, the agent then collects some form of payment from you. These days, acceptable forms of payments are using a debit or credit card or a checking or savings account. Very few companies anymore rely on checks or money orders. Most do use the debit, credit card, checking, savings account feature. But they will collect some form of payment from you. They'll issue you a receipt. And the policy is what we call once the insurance agent collects the financial information from you and gives you a receipt, the policy is considered conditionally issued. Conditionally issued means that the policy is in effect while they wait for the payment to clear. Once your payment clears, the protection is officially in place. But what if you want or need your policy to start in the near future? Your money's not straight today. It just doesn't line up for what you're looking for. That's okay. The agent will collect your payment information, either debit or credit card, checking your savings account, for the day when you are choosing to start the policy. So you tell your agent the day you want your policy to begin. They will collect your payment information, and the payment information you gave them will go on file and they will use that information to make your first payment. So in this case, when you start the policy in a few days or a few weeks from now, no money is due until the day the policy begins. You are kind of reserving your policy like a dinner reservation. Doing this reservation method allows you to save the policy and price for a later date and the policy will automatically start on the day that you selected. You do not have to play any phone tag at all. And then, what if you go through all of this process, you told them what you wanted, the agent found it for you, and in the end, you decide that that's not really what you think you want to do. You don't really want to get the policy. You're not really sure this is the best option. You want to continue to collect quotes 
Remember, we talked about an earlier podcast how quotes don't really amount to a hill of beans. They're just guesstimates. Whatever the reason you tell us you don't want the policy, then you walk away, leave the goods on the table, and you'll start from scratch with another agent who has access to maybe a different set of companies. They will do the process from the beginning with you. So here's a hidden half step in the process. While the agent is looking for a policy for you, your information is likely being quickly reviewed by some kind of underwriter, not an undertaker, an underwriter. It could be electronic underwriting. It could be a human doing the underwriting. An underwriter's job is to do a little research on you and the information you provide. They analyze your application in order to assess how risky you might be as a client. And it is the underwriter, ultimately, who decides whether or not to really offer you this insurance policy. And yes, you can be declined for any type of insurance. If the underwriter ultimately decides that you are an acceptable risk, voila, you get your policy and life is good. For like auto insurance and life insurance, limited underwriting is done during the process before you are offered the policy and the price. For something like property insurance, however, your home, you might get a policy based solely on the information you provided, no underwriting at all. And then early in the life of your insurance policy, the underwriters may do additional checking. For property insurance, for example, it is customary for an insurance company to send someone out to take photos of your property to ensure the property's actual condition. All of the kinds of insurance policies undergo some sort of underwriting. Most times, the process does take place behind the scenes and very discreetly so that you don't even know it's happening. The end result of underwriting is always that either you are offered a policy and can keep it, Maybe you have some minor issues you need to fix first, or you are declined, told no, and you'll have to look for an insurance policy with a different agency or company. So on the way to you getting this policy, you have, one, communicated with the customer service rep who has taken your relevant information, and then, two, you spoke to the actual agent, you've talked about your needs, and three, the agent has gone out to find the best options for you. You finally settle on the options of the policy you like, set a start date. Remember, you will provide your payment information, and then you are all set. Now you know how getting insurance works and that agents are there to help you and that you don't pay your agent. I'm smiling right now because I know that as you are listening to more and more of these episodes, and even if you've only listened to one or two so far, you are getting the education you didn't even know you needed. The more you listen, the more understandable insurance becomes, and the more you are likely to actually go out and start at least investigating what it would cost to save your future self. I hope so, anyway. Welp, <laughs> you know what that word means. Time for me to start to get going. This wraps up another fantastic episode of Crazy Insurance Lady Breaks It All Down For You. If you do find these episodes helpful, smash that subscribe button and tell me. Write me at onecrazyinsurancelady at gmail.com. That is the number one crazyinsurancelady at gmail.com. Yes, I am the crazy insurance lady. And as I have always said, I may be crazy but I'm no slouch.
see you next time.